Good morning and welcome back to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. Uh, as you can see by the title, I have Spider No Drill Roof Rack. The guy that owns that is Tiger. So we will hear from him in a little bit about his business and how it came to be and uh, a lot of the great things that he's doing for people. It was a real pleasure talking to him and getting to hear his story, and uh, we get kind of deep in this uh, episode, so stick around. It's a little long, but uh, yeah, it'll be worth it. Um, so hope everybody had a great weekend. I definitely did. I spent some time with my girlfriend, so every once in a while you'll see me kind of disappear from Instagram for a little bit, and that's usually because I am with my girlfriend over the weekend, and I like to just kind of step away from my phone and focus in on just spending time with her and being present in that moment. And uh, I think it's good for everybody to do that at times, to just kind of step away from social media and take a little break. And uh, it's really good for us because we live in different cities and we don't get to see each other all the time. So it's a nice uh, way to just kind of relax and step away. And of course, I enjoy spending time with her. I mean, I love her. What can I say? And, uh, you know, for all of you people out there who are in a relationship or whatever, um, you know, it's good to spend that quality time with somebody and really kind of live in the moment with that. And I know this isn't Subaru related, but it is life related. And people, you know, we are doing things that bring us joy um, by, you know, sharing the love of our cars and this community. Um so I'm just sharing a little bit about what brings me joy, and that is her and spending time with her. So let's go ahead and get into this episode here in just a little bit. But first, I'll give out some news. True North will be having their next meetup this month. Whether you're whether you car camp or full on overland, join them with your Subaru build for a fun lunch in the park. True North will be meeting at Fort Snelling State Park at noon on Sunday, August 29th. They will be showing off their camp setups and eating lunch. All builds are welcome, along with families and dogs, so they hope to see you there. You can DM Hothtrek or Frosty MN Xtrek if you have any questions. All right, this is a reminder that Soft Road Nation Arizona will have their next event on Sunday, August 15th. That's this Sunday coming up. Uh, so it's going to be the Bear Canyon Back to Cool Run now that they've gotten plenty of rain and things are looking more green. So the meetup is at 8.30 a.m. at the Safeway Gas Station, 201-AZ-260 in Payson, Arizona, 85541. Rollout will be at 9 a.m., this will be a stock-friendly run on 12 miles in and out on dirt following the Mogollon Rim and ending at Bear Canyon Lake. Bring your fishing pole, kayak, and lunch. The main parking lots are marked in uh, red. However, there are optional side trails that you're welcome to explore, marked in blue. Feel free to DM Sofro Nation Arizona with any questions. This is also another repeat announcement that Soft Road Nation Nevada will be holding their, um, they will be leading a trail run on August 15th, this Sunday again, to Lovell Canyon. Meet, will, meet up will be at the Blue Diamond Chevron at 3.30 p.m. and takeoff to the trail will be at 4 p.m. There will be lots of stops for picture opportunities and breaks. Uh, DM Soft Road Nation Nevada if you will be able to make it. 
All right, and I have a couple of shout-outs here. One is to Chai Chick Trekkin, and the other is Sapphire X Turbo. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks again, everybody else, for checking it out. Um, if you want to help support the podcast even further, because you're so also awesome by continuing to listen and subscribe and rate and review. Uh, if you want to help support the podcast further and rep the podcast, you can go to the link in my bio and snag a Subi and you decal for your car. So that's it for the news and the shout outs. So let's get into a little bit of business and then the episode. This episode is brought to you by Primitive Racing. Primitive Racing is a manufacturer and retailer of high-quality parts and accessories for Subarus. Boasting a complete lineup of skid plates, lift kits, and a huge inventory of the unrivaled King Springs, Primitive has been making innovative products and accumulating a catalog of unique and hard-to-find solutions. They also have the knowledge and experience to make recommendations to meet the needs of the ever-growing segment of Subaru off-road enthusiasts like many of you. Check them out at get-primitive.com. You can find the link to their website in their Instagram bio and also um, in the podcast episode notes. As always, you can use the um, discount codes that I have for skid plates and a lift kit. So for the skid plates, you get an additional 5% off of the discount already given if you buy two or three skid plates. So it's not just 5% off, it's an additional 5% off. So that code for the skid plates is S, the and symbol, U, S-K-I-D, and the number 5. And then for the lift kit, you get 5% off. The code for that is S, the and symbol, U, L-I-F-T, and the number five. As mentioned in the last episode, if you were on the fence about getting some skid plates or a lift kit, now's the time to do it because this code is only good through August 18th. So you've got until next week before this code ends. So take advantage of that extra that extra 5% off of uh, getting two or three skid plates that really does help out. And I've seen a lot of people post um, that they ended up using the code to get their skid plates. Um, so thank you all who purchased skid plates using the code. Um, I really appreciate that. And I know that Primitive Racing appreciates the business. If you're in the market for a lift kit, I'm sure you could use 5% off of that. So anyway, check them out and um, get yours today. All right, that's it for the news, the shout outs and the business. So let's go ahead and get into this episode with Tiger and hear all about spider no drill roof racks. And it somehow kind of evolved into a business. Yeah which wasn't planning to do as a business. Yeah, it seems but, like a lot of a lot of times that when people get some sort of business or service or something going that it doesn't always start off as hey, I'm going to do this as a business because I know when I was talking to um Jen who owns Eccentric Designs, you know, she does uh -huh. decals. She was originally just wanting to make decals for her own car and then she ended up you know, having people ask her about the decals and then she started making them and then turned into a business. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's crazy. 
I guess what we can start off with is I want to hear about your uh, one year anniversary jamboree that y'all had not too long ago, because that was that's pretty cool that you were celebrating a year of, um, you know, spider no drill roof rack. Yeah, um, I couldn't believe the year, you know, had gone by so quick with the pandemic and everyone's being home. You, you would think that the year would go slower because you're spending more time at home, not actually out doing things. But yeah. You know, I feel that, you know, been you know, the year just go by so fast and I feel pretty blessed about it and you know, I I was happy and excited that we had pretty good turnout. The parking lot was full. Um we had good vendors that came out and support us. Um, you know, customers a lot of Subaru that came out. There were, you know, <laughs> The the Subaru community is very strong. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. have to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I thank those guys for coming out. You know, it, I was like, wow. And I personally own a Tundra. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen it. That's nice. Yeah, and there's, I, I want to say less than a handful that came out in support, and <laughs> and the rest is just you know Subarus community these guys you know or you guys are like fantastic you know showing up to support yeah that's definitely what i found uh once i got in once i found out about the community uh and got into it it's just it's so very supportive and it's great though too that they support you know other brands as well and and you know we have respect for other rigs and everything that are out there because it's like it's all about building something up that you enjoy and that you love and whether yeah. it's a Subaru or a Toyota you know or a Chevy or whatever it may be it's uh you know there's respect for everybody it seems like yes i i totally totally agree with you 100% on that one you know but the overall the Jamry went you know great um, we had good prices, but it's just unfortunate that we didn't able to to reach the 100, 100 raffle ticket sales for the roof rack. But we were able to raise enough money to do the donation part of it. Oh, well, that's to help good. Out. Yeah, because uh, the Jamboree thing is mainly was to share our one year, you know, celebration with everyone and on top of it all the raffle prize money was donated to the local high school and police department oh that's good what a great cause so it wasn't you know like where we're gonna kept any part of the money you know all the product that i put out everything go to donations 100 percent. yeah that's awesome man that's really good to hear yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's good to good to see that there was a good turnout for it. Yes. Where did the name spider part, you know, of the name come from cuz the no drill roof rack is pretty obvious, but where did the spider part come from? Uh the spider came from the idea of that you're going to see a spider wherever you go, meaning I know here in California or southern California we have spiders in our house, in our backyards, <laughs> and I figure, you know, when you go off-roading somewhere out in the desert, there's going to be spider there. You go up in the mountain, there's going to be spider there. So 
the whole idea that I came out with the spider is that you're going to see a spider wherever you go, and it's going to remind you of the roof rack. Yeah, no, and I like the little spider logo in there, too. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, That's, you're welcome. So how... So, how did you, so how did it, how did the, you said it started like as a hobby and just kind of for fun. And did you, I'm, I'm guessing you started that with your own, um, with your Tacoma and then just like, cause you just wanted to get a, a rack for that and you started playing around with it. Um, yeah, that's how it started. Um, actually I started the design back in 2018, the designing, the research back then when I have um, my Toyota Tundra. But at the time, that Tundra had like a million problems that if I tell you, give you the list, it would be long, you know, long as you're on. <laughs> and you, oh, you no. were like, well, you know, that's not Toyota quality. Yeah. But that one happened to be like a lemon. Oh, yeah. That kind of, you know, stabbed the dream of wanting a roof rack at the time at a be put on hold yeah yeah so after i got rid of my 2018 tundra then i bought another tundra because i couldn't afford any other brand yeah besides this one when i was trading in my old one okay yeah and then of course you know i went back to the drawing board looking at the roof racks and then we all you know we had the um what the the pandemic start last year, February or March. Yeah. And that's when I start working from home. And then I'm like, well, maybe this might be the perfect timing to do roof rack for myself. Yeah, for sure. With that extra time. Yep. And during that time, I was making face shield ear straps with my 3D printers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I was donating my time to the community and plus to other people out of state that want them. And I would just mail them out, you know, for free and donate things to them. So I met a a guy that had a Tundra and he had a, a rack on his truck. And I asked him, I go, can I take a look at it? And he's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. So uh, I was just, you know, checking it out how they did that rack. And then while I was talking to him and he said, he drilled a hole in his roof and installed the rivet nut. And when there's rain here in Southern California, it's not the same rain that you guys have. It's like a monsoon here sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he he was telling me the story that um, his rack or the roof of his truck would leak. And I was like, oh, okay. That was one of the reasons why I didn't make a roof rack that is a drill system because of the leaking issue. Yeah. And, you know, after that, a few months later, I finally, you know, finished the design. And that person, his name is Kevin. And another friend of his named Irvin, they asked me, would you be interested in doing a no drill? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of had that in mind already because I didn't want to drill my truck. Yeah, for sure. 
So, you know, they asked, they go, hey, if you could do no drill, we could help you find five people to buy the rack from you. And then eventually you make enough money and you can get one for yourself. Yeah. Basically, I'm, you know, whatever I earn, I able to buy enough material to pay for myself. And from there, it kind of took off. So did you did you do like design with uh, like a uh, like a computer program and yes. did you like sketch it out? Um, everything is done on a CAD computer at my office. Okay, and you know, CAD was done. Um, engineering of the analysis was done with my coworker, and we did the analysis. He did the hand calculations and, you know, the math for me to make sure that everything is good. Yeah. Before, yeah. before I actually <laughs> make, make the actual one. So what I did after all the analysis and the design and the engineering done, I uh, went ahead and 3d printed. Oh, and nice. I 3d printed the mounting and I put it on my truck and I tested on my truck just to see how it hold. And I was like, wow, this is at two in the morning or three in the morning. <laughs> I'm outside yeah. in my shed. Determined. You know, yeah. Working away and then got it to work. And I showed it to Urban and Kevin and they're like, really? It worked? I go, yeah, it worked. So that's how it all come together from there. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you have the uh, 3D printer that you were able to use to kind of like do a mock-up of it and uh, test it out and everything. That's that's pretty uh, that's pretty ingenious like that. I yeah. like that. I, I like the little machine. You know, it, it worked great. I printed, you know, like medical stuff. I also printed racing stuff for my son and my friend. Nice. Because uh, my son used to race go-kart. And ever since the pandemic hit, and then, of course, the roof rack thing took off. I just haven't had time to take him out racing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you sound like a very busy guy, but, you know, it's very um, nice of you that you're, you know, giving back so much and, and doing a lot of things for other people and just kind of giving of yourself, giving of your time, giving of your resources. And, uh, you know, that's I, I really I really admire that. I think that's great. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So, so kind of where did it go from there with, uh, I guess you developed um, the very first prototype of it. Um, once you got the mounting system done, uh, once, once I got those, uh, done and then I start machining it on a CNC milling machine from a billet, the, the mounts, which I still do today. And I sold the first five, to you know some friends and the next thing i know they're like hey why don't you post up in our group our tundra group that maybe somebody will buy it so i go okay fine i, I did a you know a group buy for 10 sold out all 10 right away oh nice and then i was like hmm maybe there's something here for me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and i went to like a local event and you know just to show it off and it turned out great. And then Joe from Soft Road Nation contacted me through Facebook, say, hey, would you be interested in doing for Subaru 
for the uh, Forster. And here's me like, Forster? What? What is that? <laughs> Subaru? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, Another and, opportunity. Yeah. And I start doing research on the Forester because I don't know anything about it or about the Subaru at all. I just know the brand. I don't know the actual car. Yeah. And, and you know, Joe was very persistent at the time. He he would come over to my house when I say, hey, Joe, I need you to come over. We're going to do a fit check on Sunday morning. Could you be here at 8 o'clock? He would show up at my door at 7 o'clock waiting for me. I'm still not even awake. <laughs> <laughs> and I peek outside. I was like, man, he's here already? Okay, let me get up and you know, get ready, go out and do it. So He was I, excited. You know, yeah, he was excited. He was, like I said, he was very persistent, wanted to get it done. And I was able to get his done as a prototype and he asked me hey can you get it done before subi fest and i'm like okay sure so i worked on his car the night before subi fest oh press wow spent about, press press spent about almost 10 hours trying to get it right for him yeah on on like you know the last minute we got to get it done type of thing <laughs> yeah and, you know, I did whatever it take just to get that car done so he could show it off at the Subi Fest. And, and it worked, huh? Yeah, and, and it worked. And from there on, it just kind of Subaru just, you know, knocking on the door. Yeah. One after another. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on, I want to go back a little bit. So when mm -hmm. you first started kind of getting the... Like when you really started getting into design, like, okay, I'm ready to start getting back into designing this. How long, what was that process of, I guess, of time from starting the design process to when you put the first one on that Tundra? Um, probably took about at least almost a month for, to, to complete because, you know, me being work with full time and doing on the part-time and coordinating with vendors trying to get it cut and then fab and then powder coating yeah roughly about almost a month to, to get the first one done okay and then so do you do all of the fabricating and cnc yourself for all of the racks um i have vendors that i work with okay to do the to do the majority uh, big pieces of the rack, the uh, the mounting stuff, I do it here myself in house. Okay. Because just recently I was able to get two CNC mills from another friend, and now I'm able to control it a little bit better. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, so I know that you when when people will um order a rack from you and you know buy purchase a rack from you that a lot of times you go out and install it yourself is that correct yeah because the reason i do that i want to make sure that it's done a hundred percent possibly humanly correct yeah even though i know i can't give that to everyone out there but i feel that as long i'm able to do a few of them knowing that it's a good, you know, solid install that is done. Because I'm very particular about 
how things should be done. And that's probably because the nature of the work that I do every day. Yeah. Because what I do every day is I we manufacture components or fuel tank that go into the satellite or go into the rockets or go into the space stations. So oh, nice. all those yeah, all those components has to be like, you know, perfect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And when it comes to roof rack, of course, it can't be as perfect as those components that's worth millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, but you it's going to be as perfect as you can get it, huh? Yes. Because it's, to me, I treated every single car that I touched that they were my own car or they were my babies. Type yeah. Of thing. Yeah, that's probably my, um, you know, my Achilles heel. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, that's good because then you take a lot of pride in the product that you're putting together and you take a lot of pride in, you know, making sure that it's done right and installed correctly. And, you know, with that pride and that attention to detail and wanting to not saying like, you're not telling somebody, hey, you don't know what you're doing, so let me do it. Right. It's like, I want to make sure that it's, going to, you know, fit on your car properly. And, and I want to make sure that, you know, you're satisfied. And I know that means a lot to your clients too. Yes. Well, not, not just only that with, with some of the customers that I have that are out of state, I, I, um, you know, talk to them on the phone when they text me, say, Hey, you know, I'm having trouble with this. Instead of me texting them back after a while, I just say, you know what, I'm going to call you. And then I'm going to say, Hey, can we FaceTime? Yeah. That's... If, if if you have an iPhone or we could do it through Facebook, you know, any other social media that do FaceTime. Yeah. So I would guide them through every step that I can to make sure that they do it right. Yeah. So, that's... yeah, no, that's really good. That's uh, see, and that's like, that is excellent customer service too, you know, and that's, that's one of the big things that really get people to stand behind a product is what happens with, you know, after the sale. And, you yeah. know, I've, I've heard a lot about you doing things like that. And that's, you know, that's like, it's just awesome to hear that because you don't always get that from companies and from people. So right. for you to take that time and consideration and everything for each of your customers, that really means a lot. Yeah, not not just only that, because when I get some customer that come visit me and I look at their rack that they you know have it on or after I install it, and they would put other stuff on there, and I would look at it. Sometimes when I see too many zip tie, uh -huh. maybe it's my maybe it's my OCD kick in. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would literally go up there and start cutting them off and then start doing things on their rack just to kind of you know clean up the wiring. <laughs> or kind of tweak things. Maybe, like I said, maybe it's my OCD part of me. But once I clean it all up, then I look at it. I go, okay, now it looks right. Type of thing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure they appreciate that too. Yeah. I some Sometimes they're like, what are you doing? I go, well, just, just let me take care of this for you. <laughs> I'm not charging you. Just I'll just do this, you know, to make it look better. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I mean, it's good to have that attention to detail too. And, and wanting yes. to, I mean, because then it, they're going to feel proud about it too you know be like oh hey yeah. 
he they, they can look back and go he he helped me out you know he wasn't like trying to say you did something wrong you did something bad but it's like hey you have this great thing but so let's make it a little bit better but I, but i also encourage everyone that buys the rack take it home try to install it and if you get stuck i, I always tell everyone that comes here i said take it home install it if you get stuck call me i will help you i wouldn't you know if i have the free time i would definitely you know help you and make sure you do it right um i think it was like last year there was a guy have a forester in huntington beach he bought the rack and he called and said hey you know i'm doing this and this and i said okay great and then he went ahead and do it himself i think he broke the door the handle you know the handle that's hanging on the roof yeah yeah somehow he was managed to break that and then he called me and said hey can you um help me do the install i said yeah sure and then i didn't think helping by me going all the way to huntington beach <laughs> and do the whole thing pretty much by myself yeah and i said yeah sure so i went there spent like four hours fixing it all up and you know install the rack for him so he can go snowboarding the next day with his girlfriend oh that's cool yeah yeah that's nice so when you but, when you were working on the design did you mm -hmm. did you go through like a few different designs before you settled on one that you are using now um i was doing research online to look at what other people are selling and to me they all look very similar in, yeah in style and everybody liked the low pro the low profile design oh for sure yeah so, and that's why i'm like okay then i'll just settle for you know this type of low profile because mm -hmm. it, it does make sense you know it's low and it's a little bit aerodynamic in the front because some of them it's just like a flat platform that sit on top of your car and it just kind of look i don't know just an obstacle sitting there to me yeah but if you start tweaking a little bit you know have a little angle and curves and round it and and square it type of end in the design that make you know more aesthetic looks to me yeah i like the little uh wind flaring on the front that looks really cool especially with the yeah. little spider design again i like that <laughs> thanks and then you know from from me researching other people's racks and i threw in my bottle openers on the rack itself oh so, nice yeah i don't know if you've seen it or noticed there's a little there's four of them on each corners that it looked like a batman face oh, with the little okay. sticking up yeah that's the bottle opener okay yeah no i haven't noticed that i'll have to take a look at it now yeah so i figure you know when i'm out i forget my bottle opener hey it's always one on the on the car or the truck <laughs> yeah actually there's four of them yeah so when when did you like officially launch it as a business um i officially did the launch was uh july 4th of last year okay cool so the jamboree anniversary that i did was one week ahead of fourth of july because i feel that 
you know, everyone's going to go out and celebrate the 4th of July and nobody's yeah. going to show to an off-road event yeah. on 4th of July. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good thinking. Yeah. Uh, so um, when did you start um, moving into other vehicles? Like, did somebody approach you with a Crosstrek and say, hey, I saw it on the Forester. I want one on my Crosstrek, too. Yeah, pretty much. You nailed it. Um, you know, I once they saw the Forester and then they saw the Outback and I started getting text messages saying, hey, are you going to be offering Crosstrack? I'm like, what is a Crosstrack? So I looked it up because <laughs> I don't know all the Subaru brand, you know, cars. Yeah. Yeah. So so I looked it up and then I said, yeah. I'll do it. I think this was last year in December. Okay. And no, it might've been earlier, maybe November, November, December, somewhere around there. I got a text message and I told him, yeah, I, it's on my list. I'll get to it. And I didn't really finish it until early this year or in the spring sometime. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that, uh, you put one on blossom tracks, um, car yes hers is uh you know a little different than other cross track because hers have that vi vibrant uh pink color <laughs> yeah that's stand out yeah which, that, was, that was nice to do that yeah i i'm glad that she picked that because i want i want to be able to sh show everyone or give everyone the chance that hey, I can personalize my rack, whatever color I like, and be different. Not where I'm going to have a black rack like everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, that's know. really nice. That's good to, that you can be able to do that. Yeah, because I talked to my powder coat guy into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. good. And, you know, it. it's not like extra, like very expensive extra charge for it. For what they're charging, I just kind of like, pretty much I'm giving it back to the people that buy it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes. So so you started off with the Forester, and then you went to the Outback, and then the Crosstrek? Right. Have you done any any uh, designs for any other models? Because I know there's like the Ascent, and then there's the Impreza, and some some other ones. I have the uh, the Ascent. The, the design done already okay actually i'm gonna be installing it next week oh nice yeah even though it took kind of forever <laughs> to to get around to it um i have that one ready to be installed and then i i think you know vanessa and mark right yes i do yeah so they also asked me about a rack for their outback which is like you know the old Outback version. Yeah, yeah. So I have theirs going to be ready to be put on their car as well. Okay, yeah. So because I'm sure that some people with like that are going to come to you with the older mo models, and you know you'll have to make adjustments for for the different models like that. Um, so how do, how does it like how does it I guess attach to does it just like attach to the OEM uh, like holes for where the roof rails go? Yes. So what you do is that you would remove the factory rails 
and the new one, the spider one would be in same place as where the factory rail used to be. Okay. Meaning, meaning all the holes. Yeah. It used the same factory hole location, and it used the same factory um, bolts. Well, not yeah, same size factory bolts, um, nuts. You know, there's no drilling involved. I, I don't think you, it should be drilled because if you drill it and then you install the rivet nut in there, let's say later you decide to sell the car and then you want to take the spider rack out or any other rack that have a rip nut that you bolted together with, you would literally have to come back and drill out the rip nut and then you can install the factory rail into it. Oh, okay. And it just doesn't make sense because, you know, you're doing a lot of work for no reason. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how many how many different, um, I guess, vehicles and models do you, uh, have you designed a rack for? Because you've got the Toyota Tundra and then you have one on your Tacoma and then you have like a few Subaru models. Do you have any other um brands of of uh cars that you've done them for um i have a for lexus i oh, have nice. for you know the new ford bronco okay oh yeah that's cool yeah and then the um the the chevy colorado okay yeah i think that's pretty much that i have available at, for for now yeah. So what uh what model uh have you made the most for? Um it's really hard to say cuz some months you it, it would be almost like Subaru, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where all the Subaru come from, but they're <laughs> out there. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot. They, yeah, they I I would be doing, you know, a lot of sales with Subarus and then some month there would be a lot of the Tundra Oh, it, okay. It's kind of weird. It's like a phase or it would go up and down type of thing. So. Yeah. And, and so for the rails that are on top of the rack, do you offer different types of attachments for, for different things? Um, At the moment, I don't have a whole lot of um, accessory to go with it because I have so much racks that the new design or other cars that want it. And every time I want to kind of like stop doing roof rack design so I can focus on doing other accessory or attachment to it, the racks always come up. Yeah. Or another car would come up. There's there's so many other attachments that I want to do, but I just haven't found the time to do it yet. So what uh what sort of attachments do you have for them now? Um, I I have the uh, the rotor packs, the water port, the awning, um, paracords that is made by my son who helped me. Oh, nice! Yeah, all, all the paracord that you see that everybody have on their trucks or their Subarus. Is made by my thirteen-year-old son. Oh, that, that's super cool! That's cool that he gets yeah. to be a big part of that. That's awesome. Yeah, so he's part of it, and I told him, "I go, hey, 
whatever you want to sell this thing for, that's on you. Yeah. And if you, <laughs> and if you go to an event with me, you take around, you go sell, that's you. And the people ask you discount, you deal with it. That's not, <laughs> that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have yeah. to learn to be a, a salesman and a negotiator. Right. So that's for him. Cause he asked me last year, he go, dad, is there anything I could do to earn some money during this pandemic? You know, I am kind of bored. And one day he saw a set of paracords that I ordered from someone that came in and he's like, dad, I can make those things for you. And I looked at him. Are you, are you sure you really, you can? He go, yeah. So I started ordering the materials for him and he pushed it out for me. And then I was like, cool. No, you can start making paracords. <laughs> that that's is really, you. that's really cool. That's like, uh, that's forward thinking of him too. Mm-hmm. Very yes. innovative. Um, yeah. Little businessman there. Yeah. But he does come around and help me with other stuff that I need in the shop now. Yeah, that's good. So what, what is the uh, furthest you've had to travel or that you have traveled to install a rack for a customer? I would have to say Oregon. Oh, which, nice. Yeah, Portland area, which I was, well, not exactly Portland area, but it, um, Crater Lake, I was there for camping. And the customer came out to my campsite and I did the install for him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So he was super happy. That's good. Because he's like, man, I'm glad that you're doing it because it would take me three days to get this right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say I had gone to, you know, Crater Lake, I had gone to Vegas, I had gone to uh, Phoenix, and here in California, maybe Northern Cal, like Sacramento, those are the area that I cover to do the install for people that ask me. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, Southern California, they all just come or I just go to their place. Yeah. So, I mean... You've kind of answered this question with a lot of things that you've said, but what does customer service mean to you? To me, that is like making sure they're 110% happy and giving them quality and being there for them. I think that's that's very important because for me as a consumer as well, because I look at customer like if i were to be the person to go buy from someone and if you were to order things online i'm sure you experience the same thing that you would get frustrated if you can't talk to anyone yes and all you do is get email it's just drive you crazy even though sometimes that the question you have is just a simple answer that you can't get an answer for and sometimes it could take you weeks to get that simple answer yeah. And and I just feel that I don't want to see my customer experiencing that. So it's very important to me and making sure that you know quality and their happiness. Yeah, 
no, that's uh, that's a very good answer, and I totally agree. And uh, it's also one of those things where it's like, especially if you call some company and they're like, oh, I need to transfer you to this other person. This is the person you need to talk to. And then they're like, oh, actually, you needed to talk to this other um you know, division or department. I said, I was just talking to them. They said, I need to talk to you. Well, actually you need to, you do need to talk to them. Just let them know this, blah, 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 blah. And then you go back there and then you're like, Hey, right. and then you just like get the runaround. It's like, I just want to talk to somebody about this issue or whatever it is, you know? Exactly. So. Because, you know, with, with me, customer, when you, when they text, it's going to come straight to me. When you email, it's going to come straight to me. It doesn't go to anybody. Yeah. And I do my best to answer them. Either I try to answer them right away or they're going to get an answer with me. Middle of the night, I'm going to text them middle of the night or email them at midnight. Yeah. Sometime I'm up to one in the morning and I just, you know, talking to people. Yeah. And also another thing is, I'm also surprised that there's people that's like up in the morning, like one o'clock in the morning, they're logging in to the website because I have a thing that where it monitor the website. It's kind of <laughs> funny. I'm looking at it like, man, this guy should be asleep. What's he doing? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's yeah. cool. Uh, um, yeah, well, I'm going to have to go check out the website then. You'll see when I'm yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Or because sometimes if if I know the person that that went locked in, then I would pop in where as a chat would pop up and say, I say, hey Rafael, what, can I help you? Is there something? You oh need? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen what? that. I've seen that with uh with websites where they have like a little chat window. Mm-hmm. So that's you. Yeah. Huh? That's all you, huh? Yeah. Yep. Every time when someone chat or every time when someone email or text through the e you know, through their website, they get it directly to me. There's no other person that they talk to. Even though I know some people think that Spider is a big company and there's maybe five, ten people work here. No. There's just me working here. You and and, and then your son doing the little paracords for the handles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you're just gonna get, you know, the answer from me. Yeah, that's really good, though. I mean, because that that goes back to the whole customer service thing of, you know, people aren't going to have to worry about, well, am I actually going to get an answer? Am I going to, you know, be able to talk to somebody? It's like, th- right. there you there you are. It's you. It's all you. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I, like I said earlier, I don't like to have that feeling where I'm getting the runaround. Yeah. Because, you know, I myself... It's also, I consider myself as like, as a customer, because that's the only way I think that I can provide the actual customer what they need so they can be satisfied. Because if they're frustrated, I know how they feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. So what are your what are your goals for the business and what kind of growth do you want to see? Oh man. Well, tough question, huh? Yeah, it is it, it <laughs> is kind of a tough question cuz um right now I'm just, you know, taking it slow, let it grow. Um I do like to see, you know, the business 
grow potentially to I don't know something better and want to be will still continue to provide to the community to help people that need help and I think with the business itself as it grow that will also give me the opportunity to help others at the same time yeah and do you see this as being something that you would want to do full-time at some point I think so at some point it you know I I would definitely would like to to see that yeah because right now I know it's still young mm-hmm. and it needs you know baby to let it grow yeah for sure and do you do you like have any have you had any thoughts or ideas about offering other products besides just roof racks Oh yes, there's there's a lot of other products that I have in mind oh, that cool. that I will be you know machining it here in the house. Um, I was gonna offer like the upper control arms, um, few for for the trucks because I know most truck doesn't come with like locking um, gas cap, but the door for the truck the gas door doesn't have a lock. Yeah. So. I'm going to start manufacturing that with the lock and try to keep the price, you know, reasonable because I want people to have that for their truck. Yeah. Because I have it on my truck and I had to search a long time to find one that I can afford. Yeah. So, you know, I know a lot of companies out there that selling it like for something that shouldn't be super expensive, but it is, I know they're, they want to make money. Um, for me, I don't have a huge overhead. I can afford to give everyone what they deserve and want. Yeah, that's and that's always nice when you can find something that is offered um, at a competitive price that's a good quality, mm-hmm. that's good customer service, because then, you know, somebody's going to purchase that and they're going to be happy with it. And then they're going to tell other people about it. And it's not, you know, you're not, you wouldn't be selling it for less expensive and it's a lesser of a product. You're selling it less, less expensive because you can and because you want to be able to give customers that experience of getting something that they want to have for their vehicle and, and have it be affordable so that it's open to a lot more people. Cause sometimes, yeah, there are products that it's like, okay, that's just priced way out and only certain people are going to be able to get that product and it should be priced so that more people can get it because my my always my thought has always been that if you price something a little bit less then mm-hmm. you're going to probably make more money with more volume with more people purchasing that product right i mean it just seems to make sense to me but uh, maybe i'm wrong <laughs> it no it it does make sense because, you know, especially if you don't have um, a huge overhead, you know, like a lot of employees, then you can afford to not charge everyone a lot. But yeah. you can charge them at a fair price and sell it by the volume. And yeah. you're still going to make the same amount of money that you want from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. 
and everyone's going to be happy. It's a win-win situation. So how would you say that um, Soft Road Nation has helped your business grow? Soft Road Nation have been phenomenon with with helping me. Um, first, it was Joe introduce himself. If it wasn't for Joe, I think there wouldn't be any Subaru roof rack, to be honest with you. But from there, you know, working with John and then Chris, these two guys are, you know, they're, they're great people. Yeah. I'm telling they're, you know, when I ask them for help or when I need something to get some, you know, advertising out and, you know, let people know, you know, they're on it. And, you know, they're, they're like, they're like my brothers. You know, we, we off road together, we hang out together, you know, it's just like, we're best friends. And, with them helping getting the product through others Subaru that's out there that's joining the soft road guys is it's been great you know i i like i said earlier that Subaru community is Subaru strong cuz it's just not like Toyota i have not seen any other you know community or brand that are as tight as these guys with the Subaru and it's been great i you know i'm i'm just kind of, some, sometimes it's kind of like speechless because it's it's just like you know they help me so much i i appreciate them a lot yeah and they they really show up for people too like if somebody needs help um you know, even even when people don't ask for help, they just show up and yeah. they, yeah, I mean, they're just like, I, I hope that I get a chance to meet them sometime soon because they've they've really helped me out a lot. And, you know, they included me as part of the Soft Road Nation family, even though I don't live out there and there's no Soft right. Road Nation Texas or anything. But, <laughs> you know, I think you know, they, they were just kind of like, you know, supportive with a podcast and sharing it and everything. And so... Um, it's, you know, it's, it's been great. And, uh, you know, it's like, so I, I drive a, a Crosstrek, a 2021 Crosstrek. And, um, you know, it's like, be, because they have Subarus too, not, not that they wouldn't be as helpful if they own something else. I think they are just those kind of people that, right. you know, no matter what kind of car they own, they're just going to be genuine like that and very helpful and wanting to, you know, give and give back to the community. Right. Cause I think like today I was on the phone with John and he's, um, you know, tell me that he's helping this other, uh, persons that she have, uh, I think it, I think it was a cross track and she can't speak and you know, she's deaf and she can't Aww. speak. So her, I mean, John and Mark and Vanessa, you know, or Mark and Vanessa were able to donate some lights for her. So John is installing it for her cross track. So each light's going to have different meaning when she go trailing, she need help or she can go fast. She's in trouble. So she would flip the lights on so everyone can see it and able to stop at the trail. 
Man, that that is amazing. Trip. Yeah, so I I was you know I was like wow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's just you, you you know it's it's incredible that you know some. I know a lot of people lose hope in humanity a lot of times with certain things going on around the world, but right. you know you hear stuff like that, and it's like it just it's proof that there are still and that there are a lot of really good people out there. Right, and to me, when I hear things like that, it makes me want to give even more to help <laughs> other people because honestly, you know, I think at this stage of my life where I'm pretty, you know, happy with things around me, and I'm at the point where if I can help someone, I'm gonna go ahead and help that person. If it's gonna mean that making their lives a little bit better, yes, I'm gonna help them. I'm not gonna turn my back on whoever it is, or even to a stranger, you know, because I think it's like. I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just happy how things are for me, and I just want to be able to help other people as much as I can. Yeah. Well, I I mean, as you're saying all of that, what I kind of hear is that you're very blessed, and because you're very blessed, you want to be able to bless others. Yes, I. You're absolutely right. On that you know, at, when this business started, or when the spider started, you know with the pandemic and all the things that are happening around here, around the world. And, you know, I, I lost my dad last year, right oh, before, <laughs> right before the pandemic. Yeah. I, um, you know, I was like, you know what, you know, I have a beautiful family and if I can help people when I all hear on the news last year, it's like, Oh, we're short of this. We're short of mass. We're short of, you know, all these little things. And then I came across of, um, I think it's like a 10 year old kid that he was printing stuff with his 3d printer and me having four 3d printers at home, not doing anything. Yeah. And after I saw that, then it kind of inspired me from there. And I'm like, you know, I got capability doing this. I'm going to help as many people as I can. So I contact one of the person that was in uh, my Tundra group and she works for a hospital in Orange County. And I asked her, I go, Hey Susan, do you need a um, face shield for, you know, your staff? She go, yeah, we, we can use some. And I just start printing and just giving and giving and giving last year. And, you know, with that said, that back to Spider itself seemed like how Spider grew is that everything just fall in where it needs to be naturally without me trying to be struggle, force, you know, looking for financial help or anything. Everything just kind of come together by itself naturally yeah and you know and like i said things comes naturally and i just feel that let me help other people that can use the help yeah man so, you, 
You're leaving me speechless here. And and I and I'm very 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 blessed like you said, you know, I'm very blessed and I want to be able to bless other people, share the bless, not doing anything with it. I want to share it and hopefully that person can continue and help other people. Kind of inspire it and it's just kind of like a snowball type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I you know, very blessed and very lucky and happy. Yeah. That's uh man, that's amazing. Um yeah, I'm really speechless. It's uh Yeah, it's uh I don't know. I can't I I don't have anything to come back with that. <laughs> that's all right. You know, like cuz you know, I every customer that knows me, I try to give them as much as I can. You know, to make sure that they're going to be happy, excited with their roof racks. Because I want, because I know how hard everyone works to earn their money. And I work a full time job. I know how hard it is to earn money to put food on, you know, put food on the table for my family. And I'm, and I know everyone, you know, these racks, they're not cheap. And they save money to be able to afford it. And I want to be able to give it to them and knowing that they're going to be happy because they work so hard for it. And it's just, to me, it's just kind of like, I got to give it to them. I can't just take it from them and then say, okay, thank you. See you later type of thing. Yeah. I I just want to make sure you're going to be happy. And I'm going to be able to go to sleep and feel good knowing that, you know, Chris or John have a rack and they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, giving to others is, you know, whether it's money or products or time or whatever, but to be able to give to other people is like one of the best feelings to not just to be like, oh, I just want to do it so I can feel good about myself. But it's like seeing the look on that person's face or yes. hearing what they say or hearing them talk about it or, you know, just whatever. I mean, because I've I've experienced that myself where I've been blessed by others that I was totally unexpected. And at times when I literally in the moment felt called to help somebody else and, and bless them. And it's like, because there are moments like that where it's like completely unexpected, where it's like, you know, I didn't premeditate this and, and know that this was going to happen. I mean, you can obviously just you mm-hmm. know, helping people, but sometimes there's moments that just hit you and you're like, I have to do this right now. Yeah. So, Definitely. Like, uh, so I'm going to tell a little story. I've never told it on the podcast before and since we're talking about all of this and just kind of spontaneous um you know kindness and and whatever but so i was coming home from work one day and i was at a red light and i the light must have just turned red because the light was pretty the red light was pretty long but there was a homeless Mm -hmm. woman standing on the median and she was holding a sign that said a random act of kindness can save a life And so I'm looking in my car, like I didn't have any cash. I didn't have any like 
food or anything because I've, I've I went through a neighborhood one time and there were some guys in a garbage truck, you know, uh-huh. and it was hot and I had like three power bars or something and I just stopped and gave them to them because I'm like, I don't need these right now. They were just sitting in my car and uh, right. but anyway, so like I didn't have anything like that in my car when I saw her. So she walked past my car and I looked at my side mirror and I saw her coming back and the light was still red. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, I don't have anything to give her. But so when she got next to my car, I got out of my car and I just walked up to her and I said, I don't have anything to give you except this. And I gave her a hug. And the look on her face was just like, it made, it's, it's almost like I needed the hug more than she did, you know? And so, and just to do something for somebody like that. And then I ended up, I was, I was, um, on my way to pick up my son from his mom's house. And I kind of wish I would have just gone straight home to do this because it didn't end up working out, but I went and picked up my son and it was kind of cold outside. So went to go pick up my son, went back to my apartment and I made some oatmeal and I put it in a mason jar and I went back out there and I was going to give it to her, but she was already gone. And I drove around for like maybe 20 or 30 minutes trying to see if I could find her in the area. And I never did. I never did find her and I never saw her again, but it was like, it was just such a, I don't know. It was like almost like an out of body experience. And it was very, at the time in my life, it was very out of my character um, to do that. And like, you know, it was like, I didn't feel embarrassed or anything of like, who's looking at me, who's watching me, because like, I've always been that way. Like, I hated getting up in front of, you know, school for to do like reports or something, because I'm like, everybody's gonna be looking at me. Like in that right. moment, I didn't care. I just felt called to do it. Yeah, but after that, you felt you have that feeling feel um, different. Oh yeah, it's I don't know how to describe it, but I <laughs> I don't either. Can imagine how you feel after you did that. Yeah, it was like I said. I you know I I think it, and I don't remember what was going on in my life at the time, but I just. I almost felt afterwards that like, I feel like I needed the hug more than she did. Like I said, you know, um, but it was like, it was just like a very, you know, she said, and she did say, you know, bless you. And she gave me this really big smile. And then when I got in my car and drove off, she waved and was still smiling. And like, it was just like, it was a really cool experience to do something that I, wasn't setting out to do and wasn't planning to do and thought that I would never do. And and like I said, it was odd because I never saw her again after that. I saw her times until then, but then after Mm -hmm. that, I never saw her again. Oh, wow. Maybe you changed her. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, it was just like, I saw what her sign said and I'm like, I, I have one thing that I can give her and I can give her a hug. Nice. That was sweet of you. Yeah, it was, you know, you know, because I know some people may not want to hug a homeless person, but I just, in the moment, I was just like, I, this is, I feel like this is what I have to do right now. Right. We're all human. Yeah. You know, yeah. We can't, <clears throat> a, a, a lot of time we uh, take things for granted. I know that. And, oh, yeah. Too much. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes we're not humble and we don't think about where we come from. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, sometimes Uh-oh. we are, you know, maybe having a moment or something, and we say something that we probably wouldn't normally say, and you know, may upset somebody, and right. uh, and then you know, you you feel horrible that you upset that person and said something that was not kind or whatever, you know, and then, and then you kind of have to just live in that feeling of having hurt somebody, you know? Yes. That's, that's the opposite of, of the other thing. And it's not, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things that you, you know, we all have to uh, be careful sometime when we say things and, but, uh, you know, sometime it just kind of, come out and you can't control it but like you said yeah we do have to live with it yep well um is there anything else that you want to talk about as far as the business or the racks i know we kind of got off topic but uh um, <laughs> um you know like i said i've been very blessed and lucky and i'm very happy that there's other roof rack that's continue you know that's coming out that you know like the lexus that's coming out the x the subaru accents coming out um I, I don't know if you've seen recently i just posted about the rav4 even though i did the pre-order back in may that one's going to come out you know ready to be shipped probably next week or the following week so there's a lot of um you know, new design racks that I'm putting out. And there's like five more different cars that I'm working on it right now that nice. I will be releasing, that I'm going to be releasing pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And those, you know, it's, it's very exciting to, to get all these new racks put out. And the, you know, another part about being excited is when I see, my customer's face when I'm done with it. Oh my God. It's just like, (laughs) (laughs) see their face, you know, when they see it and it's just kind of like, you know, it's one of those feelings you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, when, when they're happy, when they're excited about it, it's just, to me, it's just kind of like warm my heart, you know, to, to see that knowing that they're happy and I did it for them. And, you know, that they can become a future customer or possible refer their friends. Yeah. To, and it's just, you know, very, very, you know. It's very rewarding, too. Yes, it is. Definitely. So where did um, where did the whole like shake thing come from? Like when you when y'all shake the car <laughs> back and forth? Because I know I see y'all doing that on Instagram with the people that get you know um, join the the uh, spider no drill roof rack family. Okay, the the shake thing is because uh, originally it came from the Tundra roof rack design because the Tundra uses a mounting block that is machine you know from the CNC. And I have a patent on that design. And because when I first started, I'm going back to next, last year. When I first started, there was a lot of people left me with their negative comments about the concept, what I did. 
That's not good. So no, it it's fine. Actually, <laughs> um, I can handle people criticism, and what I I take their negative, you know, words, and I turn it into positive. So I turn their you know negative into positive, and I was able to make it better. So. Yeah, that's People, always good when you can do that. Yeah. So their thing is that oh, it's gonna you know how they're negative. It's like oh, it's gonna fall apart. This and that. So to prove them wrong <laughs> by being positive, I make everyone shake up with the tundra because on the tundra there is no holes on the roof. Oh. There is no drilling. There is no drilling into the roof at all. Zero. Uh-huh. Zero zero on the roof. So once I install it, everything's in, done. I make the customer go ahead, try <laughs> to rip that thing out. Yeah, that's so that's, that's awesome. That's when 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 my friend Kevin's like, yeah, let's video and then let's post it up, and, you know, to show the people that think that it's gonna come off. You know, I have guys that are bigger than me i'm sure you've seen some of the video and i go go ahead do it if it come off i'll refund you nice knock on wood yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's it's been it's been where nothing came off um customers out of the state bought it install it everyone loves it there's like this is the best idea genius <laughs> you know they they literally would call me and talk to me and say, we love it. You know, we're so happy that you thought of this. Uh, we wish it would have came out earlier, but we're happy that we were able to, you know, find you and get it from you. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. uh, you know, you talk about the uh, Subaru community kind of coming out. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is a Subaru podcast, so this is going to be heard yes. by a lot of people. Yes. That's fine. And I do make the Subaru people shake their Subaru as well. <laughs> because, you know, the other system, they use Rifnut. The only thing this, that I do is differently. I don't drill into the Subaru at all. I use the factory mounting hole locations. And everything's bolt right back in just exactly like factory. Yeah. And I make them shake it. I'm sure you've seen some of those videos too. Oh yeah, yeah, I have. And the thing doesn't fall apart. You know, it's it's great to be able to get Subaru community support. And with you know, me start out with the Toyota brand. With these two brands, it, it's been great. But I have to say, Subaru community have been very supportive and beyond especially yeah. with especially with chris and john soft road nation those guys are unbelievable yeah yeah they are yeah, yeah. and you know i i love working on the subaru even though they they take a little bit longer than the toyota but you know they're smaller i don't have to climb <laughs> on top of it yeah and they're much easier to to deal with yeah but that's know, good me 
meeting people through the Subaru community is is great and be able to go off-roading with my customer now that is a plus and becoming a great friend with with the customer and with the community itself it's unbelievable yeah because you don't always get that you know you get these these businesses that sell products but then how often do you get to actually go be out with your customers you don't not at all yeah so um so when are you I, uh when are you gonna buy a subaru <laughs> that's what i was gonna get to soon um i have a lot of customers that talk to me about it or even chris and john say hey man maybe you should consider get a subaru and build that subaru that is on my you know plan that i like to do oh nice um I like to, like, for example, right now, I purchased a uh, Lexus GX through my neighbor, actually. And I put a roof rack on. I'm going to build this GX mainly for product that I make. Yeah. Then once I'm done with it, then I, you know, put it up for sale. And I'm going to do the same thing with the Subaru. Because I want to be offering the community, lift kits, you know, whatever it you need, possible tire carriers, you know, all the things that's out there right now, I want to put on my Subaru. Nice. And, and I'm going to be able to make it here in-house and offer it to everyone. Yeah. At, a fair, at you know, fair price and plus give everyone a chance that if they want to buy Either maybe it's a cross track, Outback, or Forester, or the Accent, or whatever Subaru that I'm gonna get, they can buy it from me because I want to give that to them that you can get a complete built Subaru done by Spire. Yeah, that's cool. And not just only that, whatever product that went into that Subaru you can buy to put on your Subaru if you don't want this Subaru. Yeah. No, yeah. that's great. I think that's a great idea. So it's just, you know, little things to make it convenience for everyone, I think. And with Subaru, I, I, I'm probably going to put like a, um, maybe on the Instagram page, and getting people's uh, comment and votes, what Subaru should Spider build? <laughs> yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, after this Lexus is gone, then looking into the Subarus or, you know, even a van or something. Yeah. Because I just like to, you know, play with it. It's, I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, that would and, be fun. And, you know, with, I think with the Subaru thing, it's going to be really good. And yeah, for I, sure. think, I think the people in the community, you know, in the Subaru community, I think they, it's going to surprise everyone when, when it's done. But right now, I don't know which Subaru yet, but <laughs> there is a Subaru that, you know, going to be built here. All right. Well, I like the sound of that. Well, yeah. well, 
Uh, I didn't have any other questions for you, but I wanted to say thank you very much for taking the time to, to do this, Tiger. Um, I know it's, uh, it's not too late there for you, but you know, I know that's, uh, I know you're a really busy guy. So yeah, I just want to say thank you for, for doing this and for talking to me and being a guest on the podcast. Well, it's an honor to be, you know, on the podcast with you and, you know, I appreciate that you reach out and, also, you know, like I said, Subaru community, you guys have been phenomenal, fantastic, you know, community that supported me to get where I'm at today. Good. I'm glad and, to hear that. You know, I I can't wait to hit the trail with some of these guys. Pretty I think there's gonna be one coming up and you know, I look forward to get out there with these guys again. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely fun. Yeah, because, you know, I think John and I had t- mentioned about doing a trail before school start. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, I think that will be a, a fun trail coming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all right, well, thanks again, and I uh, hope you have a great night, um, and we will uh, talk to you later and keep in touch. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. You have a good one. You too. Hey, all right. I told you we got a little deep in this one. Uh, So hope everybody enjoyed this episode and was able to, you know, take something away from this um, with the stories that he was telling. And uh, I mean, he's just, he's such a great guy. He's very helpful. He's really wanting to get out there into the community and uh, just do the right thing by, you know, helping people out and making a great product for um, all kinds of different builds. And I look forward to seeing what else he develops. And so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Again, thanks for listening. And we will see you on the next episode next week. Mm